outside of the legislature, there was a rally calling on the provincial government to do more to deal with it. Angie Staines is uh, with 4B Harm Reduction Society, and Angie joins me this afternoon. Hi, Angie. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, no, you thank you. Uh, so tell me about uh, the 4B Harm Reduction Society. First, uh, what is it? What do you do? Uh, how did it all get started? Um, 4B is uh, a mobile street outreach team. Um, it's in honor of my son, who is a drug user. It uh, we educate, we provide advocacy, and we we meet people where they're at in the streets, um, and hopefully bring some dignity and kindness to them um, in a pretty pretty cruel place. Angie, we've been talking a lot over over the past, uh, yeah, well, a couple of years, actually, when it comes to the, the, the homeless issue, the, the, the drug poisoning issue in, in, in this city. Uh, I know that you're out there on, on a regular basis. You're out there helping people. Can you just give me a, a snapshot um, of, of what it's like out there right now, downtown Edmonton? Um, it is... I've never seen so many people allowed to wander and be left to their own devices to survive. Uh, it's cold. It's the drug supply is worse than it's ever been. Um, it it's just a pretty dark place right now. But this crisis doesn't just affect the inner city. It no, affects that's true. That's right every area. Um, so there's also people who use drugs for the first time, mm -hmm. and because they don't know what they're getting, um, they they end up paying the ultimate price and dying. So well, and, unfortunately, and that was one of the things that I wanted to to, to ask you about. There is still this the stigma, isn't there? Because there's 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 so many that that believe it is just, you know, maybe those folks that we see downtown, and it's not. It could be at a party. It could be college kids. It could be high to high school kids that are at a party try something for the first time. It is happening everywhere. Yes, it is, and uh, people can't, you know, make a bad decision anymore. Um, they're paying with their lives, and unfortunately, it's a lot of young uh, people, and there's a lot of families grieving these people. Um, my son's story is a little different because he has the added um, trauma of the homelessness. Um, so there's there's many layers to it, but at, at the root of it all is is the poison drug supply and the fact that we aren't looking at that and that these recovery-based programs mm. are very one-size-fits-all and, and there's not many other medical um, treatments that are one-size-fits-all, but for some reason the stigma... Uh, pushes it to that point. So I've been reading and the government, the provincial government is saying that specifically opioid related deaths in this province have been trending down throughout 2022. Um, others are saying uh, those numbers are a little fudged, that, that might not be the case. What do you say? We don't, we don't get the data we've asked for from the province. Um, the our Alberta is in line with many other provinces, so it has nothing to do with the recovery-based mm. program in my mind. Um, I believe that 
people are dying. And I think the, so there's less people in that sense, maybe. I also, uh, the drug supply is changing. You know, um, the borders are opening up. Um, so we, there's many factors to it, but I don't feel that these the recovery-based programs have anything really to do with it because they're not accessible. They're they're not they're not there. There's the 8,000 beds that were promised aren't there. We don't have detox on demand. We don't have harm reduction-based treatments, um, and we're we're sentencing people to die because even if they do some time in these programs, they leave without the support. There's no continuum of care. So they're they're put back out onto the streets. Um, And that, of course, leads to relapse and um, more deaths. So, Angie, is is the safe regulated supply, is is that, would that be, is, is that the number one priority for your organization and other organizations on this front saying this would make the biggest difference? What, what were you calling on uh, the government to do today? What do you want to see change? We, we want a regulated safe supply. That is what is going to stop people from dying, whether they're problematic drug users or just occasional drug users. Um, you know, we our premier talks about um, the rights of all, but people who use drugs' rights are stripped from them completely. They, um, a safe supply would... would uh, open up doors into the medical system, it would reduce barriers, it would take people out of the grind they're in a lot of the times um, on the street. Uh, it would it would be a game changer so, and it would allow us to catch up to so, what we're dealing with because so, right now what we're doing isn't working. So Angie, there's a lot of people that have uh, a lot of issue in trying to wrap their head around a regulated safe supply, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know that, you hear yeah. that and and uh, you know they're like why would we provide why would taxpayers why would we do why would we provide drugs to people well it, you know in the end uh if you want to come down to it um it's going to save us money in the long run the the Long-term health outcomes of this poisoning crisis will be seen for years um, besides the trauma and everything else that we will continue to witness. So, you know, right now people are using these drugs and they're dying. We need to make sure that we can open up those doors and build those trusts um, so they can they can make the choices that are right for them and not have a government telling them what is right for them. Is it, and it's more than just that. I mean, that is is one of the things, and that would be one of the, the big priorities right now. But in, in my mind, and I suspect yours as well in the organizations, it's that's just a, a, a part of this, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's the detox, it's the beds, it's the treatment, yeah. you know, for those yeah. who who are, you know, their, their time is ready and they're saying, okay, I, I need to get off this let's do it but how do, how do you change again how do you change the perspective on it because again I, I i just think that you're going to continue to find it very difficult for a lot of folks to buy into a regulated safe supply absolutely and we need to we need to get away 
we need to stop the stigma of the drug use we need to we need to remove that we need to for people to understand this is affecting everybody this isn't just a low income issue this is these are people who are educated mm-hmm. um, and we we need to look at the science behind it and we need to make sure people are living to make the choices that they it's just the right thing to do this is a public health issue um, like we've never seen and Mm. there is not many other sectors of society that we would allow just to die at the numbers that people are dying at and not react um, in in a way that is effective because it's not effective. Right the now. province says, and it the province says that it's it's doing a lot. That things it, it believes it's it's made statements that it's you know things are improving. You would say otherwise. Um, have you had any conversations? Have you had the ability to sit down and lay it all out to anyone in government? Not really. Um, they're never really willing to sit down at the table with us. Um, they just don't want to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that harm reduction and recovery can't be in the same room together. Yeah. Um, but harm reduction also doesn't have to lead to recovery. Recovery looks different for everybody. It may be reduced use, um, safety plans, um, whatever that may look like. But we do need we need people to get on the same page and have yeah. the discussions like adults because these are people's lives, um, and we need to get away from the ideological part of it. Drug use is not a moral failing. Um, the issue is here is the drugs that these people are our loved ones are choosing to use are not socially uh, acceptable like alcohol yeah. or whatever you may choose yeah. many of us use different drugs some are regulated some are not yeah. problem is, is the unregulated ones are the ones that are killing people so it's really about reducing the stigma and getting away from that and but we need a government that doesn't spew that stigma and when they say that there are beds and everything else and let's see them because I in 12 years of my son's use have never had to advocate so hard just for a detox bed um, we need detox on demand we need we need to strike while the iron's hot if somebody says I'm ready then yeah, then give them, them a bed and, and be there for them like you say you're going to Angie, people are dying Angie, a lot of great points there, and I like what you said, that harm reduction and recovery uh, need to be in the same room together. We need to be having those those conversations. Thanks for making time for me this afternoon. Look forward to chatting again. Can you have a wonderful day? Thank you. Yeah, you betcha. Angie Staines this afternoon with 4B Harm Reduction Society. And again, it's a controversial conversation, isn't it? It's a challenging conversation um, when you think about you know, a a safe supply. I know a lot of you are like, "Uh uh-uh, no bloody way do I want to see that happening. Um, But again, you know, harm reduction and recovery for each person is, is different. And you take a look at the cost of things. Could this be, um, could this be a, a, a way? Could this be one of those layers in this onion that continues to get peeled back, peeled back, which we know every time you peel back one layer, there's another one. Ugh, so much to uh, be discussed and figured out on that front.